tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. The company Limited are threatening to cut water supply to some parts of Boko due to the volatile situation there. According to the company, the action is to protect their workers who are at risk of being attacked. The company has also been lamenting the cost of repairing the equipment when they get destroyed due to conflict. Upper East Region correspondent Albert Sori joins us via Zoom with more on the situation. Albert, what's the current situation in Boko? Yes, I said, so as you uh, rightly said, because of the volatile nature of um, the security in Boko, we understand that the Ghana Water Company management there actually um, temporarily suspended their operations in the area uh, for about a week. Uh, since uh, last week, residents uh, say that they haven't had uh, water run through 
the attack. Uh, we checked this information with the uh, municipal management of the Ghana Water Company, and uh, this came to, you know, they, they confirmed that they had actually uh, taken that decision because of the uh, safety of their workers. You, you remember in the past also there have been um, other companies which, you know, uh, had to suspend their operations in Boko because of uh, similar reasons. And so uh, this was what exactly happened. Sorry, so what is happening now is that uh, the Regional Security Council, uh, led by the Regional Minister and the Municipal Chief Executive, have stepped in. And we understand that hopefully uh, today they should be able to resolve the issue for um, workers of the company to return to work uh, this afternoon. Now, the Ghana Water Company is hinting of cutting water supplies to some parts of the area because, of course, for the fear of their lives. Do you get a sense that some people are still at the risk of being attacked? Yes, yeah, so what is happening is that um, because of the, the location of certain um, uh, companies and certain uh, organizations in the Boki municipality, Sometimes their workers um, can get caught up in the middle of shooting. Sometimes um, even three bullets, um, we understand, can hit um, someone or can uh, hit the buildings in which these people are working. Uh, one example is um, uh, one of the banks last year which had to suspend their operations uh, uh, temporarily. Even uh, the... Uh, National Health Insurance Authority had similar complaints last year and Smith as well. And so uh, this is not something new. Uh, the Ghana Water Company and the complaints they are giving uh, only adds up to the number of um, organizations and, you know, uh, services, service providers who have had to either suspend their uh, operations temporarily or uh, completely all together because of the security nature of the place. But on this particular issue uh, of the Ghana Water Company Limited, um, our understanding now is that the, uh, the issue is being resolved, and uh, hopefully by the end of today, they should be, um, you know, uh, they should be able to continue with their work in the Boko municipality for people to have, um, you know, water supply. Albert, sorry, it's our Upper East Regional Correspondent. Definitely will monitor this uh, thing he's talking about, trying to solve the problem between the Ghana Water Company and the, uh, the situation on the ground, and we'll bring you more as it unfolds. Now, Speaker of Parliament, Abam Bagben, is lamenting the major casualties recorded in the NPP parliamentary primaries. 28 sitting NPP MPs couldn't secure their seats, whilst 19 of them announced their retirement from the House. Parliament returned on Tuesday with significant changes in terms of how business will be conducted in the legislature. The Finance Committee has been split into three separate committees, while MPs are now required to recite the National Pledge once a week. In his welcome address to MP Speaker Alban Bagbin, expressed worry over the 45 MPs who lost their primaries and those who are voluntarily exiting, adding the nation must reflect on the huge investments made in those MPs who will be exiting the House. Parliamentary correspondent Kukwa Sante has the rest of the story.
month on break, MPs are back in the house to do business, but there are now significant changes to how business will be done on the floor of the house. Starting from this meeting, MPs will be required to recite the National Pledge once every week. That is at the start of the, of the, of the week, and today, MPs had to recite that pledge. Honorable members, congratulations. Also, at the start of every particular sitting, there will be a roll call of MPs. And MPs will be required to stand in their seat and be recognized. That is part of the measures the Speaker of Parliament, Alban Bagman, is taking to ensure that there is maximum attendance in the House. Today, of course, there was some melee, some confusion in terms of how exactly that process will pan out. This is how it all went down on the floor. Asensu Bwachi Francis. You indicated that um, when your name is called, through, I mean, when the role is being called and your name is mentioned, we should respond and not stand and wave. So if you could guide us, do we stand and respond present, Mr. Speaker? If you later come and you sign, you'll be recorded as having been present. But the biggest essence is accounting to the public which all of us are supposed to. So if at the beginning of the day, Muntaka is called and is not there, what I simply tell as one of people is that he's perpetual latecomer into the chamber. But with MPs back now to do some really good business, they could not gloss over the important matter of the number of NPP MPs who have been defeated in the just-ended primaries. 28 of them lost their primaries, with about 18 also signaling their intention not to return. That is about 46 NPP MPs that will not be returning to Parliament in 2025, as well as some NDC MPs who also lost their primaries and those who have decided to bow out. The Speaker of Parliament first worded it in terms of how this attrition will affect Parliament. We woke up one Saturday, and by the evening, we had lost... 28 MPs through the primaries of the new patriotic party. Earlier last year, we lost 17 MPs through the primaries of the NDC, National Democratic Congress. It's not a good signal for the legislature and for Ghana's democratic development. We also caught up with the NDC Deputy Minority Whip, Ahmed Ibrahim, who spoke about how there was an alleged scheme at the office of the president to oust some NPP MPs. The number that we're going to lose were 30. That was, that was the estimation from my calculation, if you remember. So you could see that the last staff house was after them. And we knew once the big house is after you, there's no way you are going to contest.
you are going to make it. So clearly you could see that the system was ready to act some of the people out. And I'm not surprised. The number, our estimation, it was 30. We also heard then from the majority leader, say Chairman Sabonso, who spoke about political parties and what they must do to their internal rules to ensure that certain MPs, especially those with so much experience, are protected. It is unfortunate to relate that Ghana's parliament now is in the league of only three parliaments in the world which have the highest attrition rates globally. And this is not helping the growth and development of our democracy. I've often made appeals to the two leading political parties in the country, the New Patriotic Party, which is my own party, the National Democratic Congress, to introspect on, on their respective constitutions. So, a number of key changes now in Parliament, for instance, the All-Powerful Finance Committee has been broken down into three, the Finance Committee, the Committee on Planning, the Committee on the Economy, also the Appointments Committee will still be chaired by the Deputy Speaker, but of course, they will co-opt members of other committees depending on the work that they are going to be doing. In the coming weeks and in the coming days, we'll be rolling out a series of the changes that are now embodied in the new standing orders of the House. Reporting for joining us, Kweku Asante, Parliament House, Accra. Well, let's have a conversation on the changes in Parliament. Kukwasante is our correspondent in Parliament. He is joining us with a list of changes. And Samuel Bing will also join us. Uh, let's start with you, Kukwasante. Run us through the changes that has been affected. So, Aisha, like you heard there at the end of the report, a few of the major changes have to do with how the committees are composed in the House. So, for instance, a number of the committees used to have 20, 25 members. When what we are seeing now, the, the, the ceiling of most of these committees will be 13. In fact, the appointment committee used to be, I think, 22. It will now be made up of 13 MPs. That is the first deputy speaker chairing, and then the leadership on both sides of the House, and then co-opting members from other places. So, for instance, if they are, they are, they are, the appointment committee meets over judges, then they will get some members from the judiciary committee to come and join them to vet those judges. If they have to vet, say, the Minister for Education, they will co-opt members from the Education Committee to join them to do that. Those are the changes that have come in, and, and it, it is to reflect on how things are done in the advanced democracies like the U.S., for instance, where the Judiciary Committee will vet judges, the Committee on Health will vet appointment to the Health Ministry and other places. These are the modern times the, the, the Parliament of Ghana wants to go to. There used to be the Defense and Interior Committee charged with looking at the defense of the country, the Interior Ministry, the National Security Ministry, and all that. That is also no more because it has been whittled down and now we have a new committee on the Committee of Intelligence. Again, those who follow international politics, where in the U.S., we have um, the Committee on Intelligence who deal with the national security situation of the country. So we are going to have that also in the Parliament of Ghana. The Finance Committee, very powerful finance committee that used to deal with matters of finance, taxes, everything related to finance and the economy always went to the Finance Committee of the House. But that is set to change because the finance committee has been broken down into three. The finance committee itself will still stay, but of course the responsibilities will now be reduced. There will be a committee on the economy to look at the economic issues that will come into, that will come before the house, and then there will be economy on, a, a committee on planning to reflect Parliament's uh, position on the need for the country to stick to a development plan going forward. And of course, some of the minor changes that have also come up. Also quite significant is that MPs are going to sing the national pledge every week. So the first sitting of the week, they are going to sing it yesterday, they did. Next week, Tuesday, they will. In the absence of a Monday, 
they will sing that also. And then at the end of it, at the end of the week also, they will also sing that. And then there will be roll call. We know the matters of absenteeism that have been going on in Parliament for a long time. The Speaker of Parliament says, Parliament must send out a signal to the people that they are really keen on doing their business in the House. And that would mean every morning there will be a roll call. MPs would have to get up in their seat and be counted. And so if your constituents are watching and they realize that you don't always come to the, to the chamber very early, then you, you, have some, you have some issues to do with the constituency. So Aisha, that's a rundown of the significant changes that have been made. It's a total overhaul if you look at the standing of this of the House. Almost everything has been changed. The arrangements and everything have been changed. It will take some time. And now someone made a joke on the House that depending on whether you've been in the House for 20 years or even a first-timer, you all get to start on the clean street now, Aisha. <laughs> Let's bring in Sami Obing, uh, who's been doing a lot of work on parliamentary work. Sami, what do these changes mean to the work of Parliament? Well, um, many of them would transform quite greatly the work that Parliament needs to do. Remember that the standing of orders which were revised to have these new ones have been in place since the year 2000. And so for 23 years, Parliament has been practicing in a particular way. So many things have changed over the almost uh, two dozen years uh, period, uh, including, of course, having the experience of an age Parliament with his hands. And so they needed to incorporate all of these changes, all of these new learnings, global best practices into the scheme of things. And to be able to do that, you needed to find expression in the standing orders. And so I am particularly excited about the fact that Citizens of committees will be open to the public, just like plenary, unless for some specific reason the leadership of that particular committee decides to keep it closed, just like sometimes it is in the case of plenary. I'm excited about the fact that you know committees have been realigned, new committees have been introduced, a number of members on the committees are relatively smaller, so that members of parliament can serve specifically in areas of their core competencies and strengths. I am particularly excited about the fact that we would have a, a situation where committees will all not be chaired. I mean, almost all committees will not be chaired by the party that is in government. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. 
tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder. La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. And that some very significant committees will be chaired by Uh, uh, members who are not in, in whose party is not in government and will be seeing the positive effects like we are seeing in the pu public accounts committee and co uh, which are not chaired by members of the of the ruling party and so these and many others you know has potential to you know make our parliament relatively better more accountable transparent and and citizens inclusive in the way that it, it works which goes to the tenets of open parliament which is one of the very important global conversations that have been had around parliament-related matters. How well parliament implements these to be able to gain all of the benefits of same is left to be seen. For someone who is not privy to the work of parliament, the question will then be, what mischief will it cure? Or how will these changes impact positively on the work of parliament? Let's give an example of the committees being open to the citizens. You know, sometimes when uh, Parliament is sitting at plenary, people will say they are committees. Eh? And uh, sometimes, even as a committee, there's a heated issue. You either you interview the NPC MP on the same committee and you will say X, you interview the MPP MP on that same committee and you will say Y. Sometimes, even the leadership ranking member is saying something different. Uh, committee chair is saying something different. That is going to change because we will know what's going on in, the, in, in that particular committee. The media will be there. Uh, I'm sure Parliament will have multiple channels uh, via their social media and other platforms to be able to stream these things. So we as citizens who send members there will be able to do exactly the work they are doing for and on our behalf. We will know members of Parliament who are putting a lot of work into plenary work and committee work and those who are just lazying about so far as the parliamentary work is concerned. This could be one of the areas in which we can have a very positive uh, uh, game change. So it could serve as one of the areas where an, uh, uh, an error or mischief can be uh, rectified. The other one is a bit about, let's, let's take the appointment from your house, uh, ministers and other nominees are vetted. In the past, we expect that that particular appointment committee has members who understand from archaeology to zoology, and so they are vetting a sports minister today, and tomorrow they are vetting a, a, a Supreme Court judge, and so they are supposed to know about the, the laws and, and what have you. But now we are having people who are supposed to be subject matter experts, being those that are seated, to be able to vet the particular nominee who is going into that subject area. And I think that that should bring more... Uh, you know, uh, uh, robust conversation around how that particular sector can be transformed. Being as Executive Director of Parliamentary Network Africa, grateful for your time. Kukwasante also gave us a list of the changes. Going forward, we'll be monitoring how this uh, impacts on the work of Parliament. Trust your news. We'll be bringing you 
all of that. Let's go back to Boko, where the Ghana Water Company is threatening to cut water supply to some parts of the area due to the volatile situation there. I've been joined by the communications director, Stanley Marty, uh, who speaks for the group. Uh, Mr. Marty, we're hearing that there's a meeting to resolve this uh, situation. In fact, we heard from our correspondent who said there's some calm uh, that has returned to the area. Are you still standing by your decision to cut water supply to those areas? Uh, okay, thank you uh, very much, Asha, for the opportunity. Um, let me correct this. A decision like Ghana Water Computer Limited has happened. It doesn't like management has threatened or management has withdrawn the services um, uh, our services from the people. We haven't said that. No, that is the impression that I got from the initial submission from your correspondent. So it's actually a threat for now? No, it's not a threat. What okay. I'm saying is that the workers have vacated the area, okay? Okay. And they are now, they are now involved. They are saying to management that we are ready to work, but under these conditions, we can't work. Since November 2021, our workers have been under this of course, and uh, every time killings around them and all that, we keep impressing on them and talking to them to just stay put and all that. But got to a point where uh, they can't be risking their lives. I mean, their families are complaining and, and, and all that. But they just imagine your husband is somewhere working and you don't know whether the day will end with him alive. You understand? So they have moved to work. Sorry, they moved to Bulgaria, and I'm saying that they should transfer to other areas to go and work. But under these conditions, they cannot. Okay, what can management do? Again, as I speak, as I speak, there is now security council, and then the district security council has to do with us, has to do with the staff, has to do with management, and we have resolved. We have found, we have had a resolution to go back to work. Okay, but there are still certain conditions. Now, the, one of the conditions is for them to be, uh, to, uh, to have 24 seven security. Then they can work. Okay, without that, then they can't work. The regional security council has agreed to do that. And so this morning, they are being transported under security guard uh, uh, so that they can start uh, um, operations. So uh, it's really good, but we hope that... Um, Everything, all the requests that have been made by the staff will be uh, adhered to by the regional and the municipal security council. And then they can, they can be safe to work. So that is the situation. It has been resolved this morning. Production of water will resume and, um, in the area. And I will hope that uh, things will move on um, uh, very well. So as we speak, the workers have returned to work? They are currently being transported uh, under security guard um, to, to Boko. So we should we should that uh, should start production anytime they go to Boko. And uh, because the uh, equipment have been shut down for uh, a few days, they need to do some servicing and all that before they start treating. Uh, uh, so um, we are hoping that by midday uh, everything should should be okay and uh, they should uh, they should start to uh, Stanley Mata, I'm grateful for your time. He's communications manager of the Ghana Water Company Limited. Now, the Ghana Journalists Association has called on the Ghana Police Service to arrest 
Member of Parliament for Yende, Farouk Ali Mahama, following an assault on City News' uh, Northern Regional Correspondent Mohammed Alabira, an alleged assault. Actually, Ms. Alabira was attacked while covering the chaos that disrupted the NPP's parliamentary primary in the Yende constituency. Addressing a news conference, GJA President Albert Kwabnajum for expressed disappointment that no action has yet been taken. He wants the police to act swiftly. After a week of this disturbly gangsterism, no arrest has been made when the regional police commander also tasted the ruthless actions of the thugs. I'm surprised. Colleagues, where have we reached as a country? For a journalist to be attacked, a senior police officer and EC officials to be taken hostage, in the past, after the chaos for hours, only for the military to come in to their rescue, and to date, no arrest has been made. We, we call on Dampari and his team to explain this to us. Where have we got into as a country? Where have we got into? This will tell us that if care is not taken, this year's election will be bloody. And the media stands to suffer. We have come to the conclusion that the Ghana Police Service has failed to live up to our expectations when it comes to issues relating to the media. Are they not supposed to protect us? If our safety is at stake, how do we defend our constitutional mandate and contribute to the development of this country? We clearly observe the swiftness with which the police arrest journalists at the instance of politicians and public officers and yet only get the perpetrators of attacks on journalists arrested and charged. We are giving the MPP, regional and national, and the Dampari-led Ghana Police Service 10 days, 10 days ultimatum, each to hear from them. They should arrest the perpetrators if they fail. We shall advise ourselves accordingly. Well, as it get, we get into elections, it's unfortunate that more of this will happen. But how do we avert these attacks on journalists? I've been joined by the immediate past president of the GJA, Athel Money. Grateful for your time, sir. Not long ago, there were allegations of alleged attacks on journalists by thugs who work for Mavis. Our Kumsen, who's minister. Now we're hearing of this attack by the NDMP alleged. You must be worried about this situation. Hello, Mr. Afelmoni. Hello, Mr. Afelmoni. Right, so we'll try and get Athel Moni uh, to join us for this conversation. He's the immediate past president of the GGA. The conversation has been, I mean, how we can protect journalists from being attacked by politicians, especially as the campaigns get heated. Of course, there's a, a history of the situation getting worse during this period. And the reason we need to find solutions. Uh, not long ago, we heard that thugs who work for Hawa Kumsin allegedly assaulted a journalist. Now we're hearing that uh, the MP for Yendi also 
allegedly has assaulted a CTFM journalist. The GGA says uh, the police has failed us. Uh, they've not worked up to our expectation. And Afel Money has now joined us on phone. Afel Money, I'm talking about the uh, story we heard no longer ago about the alleged attack on journalists by facts who work for Howard Kumsin. Now we're hearing about the NDMP who has allegedly uh, assaulted the CTFM journalist. You must be worried about this situation. Certainly, yes, I'm deeply worried because uh, I do belong to the media community and the media community uh, have a collective stand, and this stand is dedicated on the principle that an attack against one journalist is an attack against all journalists. And an attack against all journalists is an attack against our democracy. An attack against our democracy is an attack against the very soul of this nation. So as we speak, the soul of this nation is very profusely from the two attacks and other attacks which preceded uh, the Hawa uh, uh, and the Farouk Bahamas alleged attack. We comment most profusely the leadership of the EPA, uh, IBA, and media foundation, whatever it is, for acting deeply and strongly against such attacks. And uh, it calls for collective action on the part of all journalists to deal technically with such issues. This is an issue of cathedral proportion, an issue which we have said and investigated at this and it will affect our democracy. Ghana is a, a reference point and a standard when it comes to democracy and media freedom. But we were observed that on the ranking by uh, reported without freedom, reported without borders, we can experience a precipitous decline as a result of such attacks. The perpetrators of the uh, assassination against Amitwali have not been arrested. We were promised by the IGP that a special unit had been created to go into this issue. As we speak, nothing has come out. It is a hope that at least the attack against journalists will abate. But what we witness now? is rather a, a, a crescendo of such attacks, and thus it's not a good upgrade for our democracy at all. And you make reference to the December election. We know that our, our job is not cash-rich, but risk-prone. But we don't deserve such attacks by people who ought to know better. So we are calling on the authorities, they enforcing the call by the DJ, media project, and paper. To, for the authorities to take this up with all the seriousness of this. This is an issue which will have an impact on the image of this country. And as you said, image is everything. So um, as you said, there's a blackish blemish on the image as a, as, as, as a democracy and, and, and a free, free media system. So we are urging the IDP, the Chief of Defense Staff, the Minister of Information, the government, the Secretary, the President, 
who is addicted to human rights, fighting human rights, they should all come together to help address this issue and punish the perpetrators of attacks against journalists. This is a minimalist request we are making to these authorities. Unfortunately, in an election year, the situation is only expected to aggravate. I'm not spelling doom, but I'm saying that because that has been the narrative over the period. How do we break this chain? That's the more reason why we need to engage the, all, all, all the issues which have stakes in the media. The government, the media information, the, the military, the police, civil society. We should all come together. We should all come together, join forces, and deal with this issue. We expect the IGP, we expect the CDS, we expect the Minister of we expect the President to summon a meeting to look at this issue with all the seriousness we have. Because as, as we, 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 we are not yet at the peak of the campaign period, not, not at all. And why does it need a kelloch to predict that tensions will rise as characterized by elections? Our elections are characterized by high voting tensions and red hot anger and optimistic determination by the two parties to win at all costs. So they all are crystallized into violence against journalists. So this, this is just as a wake up call. It's not enough condemning the, the, the two attacks. They did the time for the for authorities to rise up, shape up, and respond to the changes ahead. Grateful for your time, Arthur Money, the immediate past uh, president of the Ghana Journalists Association. There's an uneasy calm at Agogo in the Asante Achimnot district of the Ashanti region following the forceful closure of Salt FM. A team from the National Communications Authority visited the station on Tuesday to ostensibly shut down the station over the non-renewal of its authorization license. The officers besieged the premises of the radio station, demanding a total shutdown. This infuriated some residents of Agogo who staged a demonstration to resist the closure. Love FM Sanabwache Yadam joins us via Zoom with more on this development. Nanaya uh, Abwache, what's the latest uh, with regards to the situation? Mr. Live on Joy News, uh, Desk will be back with more. Welcome back to Joy News, uh, Desk. We're going back to our earlier story where a radio station has been shut down in Agogo. Nanao Bwachia Dom joins us via Zoom with more. Nanao, what's the latest on this situation? Well, Aisha, after the popular radio station, um, South of Amendia Frontier, North constituency, was shut down yesterday. Well, operations have halted today as management and the National Communications Authority hold a meeting as to what transpired or what led to the shutting down of the popular radio station yesterday. Um, for now, the latest is that Short FM is not operating anymore. Um, it is everything has been shut down, and the operation, as we know right now, is via online and Facebook stream. The issue as to what led to the shutting down of Salt FM yesterday around 2 p.m. has not been um, clearly stated by management. 
but then from the National Communications Authority and the security agency agency who uh, who went to the Asante Hashim Agogo constituency yesterday to shut down the radio station. It is, um, as a matter of fact, because they have not renewed their authentication. Well, clarity has not been made as to what really led to the shutting down of this uh, particular radio station because management would have to come out with further details to clarify what led to the shutting down of this radio station. But then the, but then the latest right now is that South FM is not operating on air. They have moved their, um, their work to um, um, online and also Facebook. And now, what you are done with that uh, report? But of course, uh, is there uh, an easy calm in the area because we told there was a clash? Well, yesterday, um, some listeners of South FM besieged the premises of the popular radio station to demand answers from the security personnel who went to shut down the radio station because they had no clarity as to what really led to the shutting down of the radio station, they needed answers from the security personnel and the National Communications Authority. That's why we had a number of them um, clad in red walking through the principal streets of Akugu to demand answers from the um, security uh, personnel and also the National Communications Authority. And so there is one easy calm in the area because when you go to Asante Achim Agogo, this is a very popular radio station in the community. And so um, going there to disconnect their, their machines and also shutting it down totally would really raise some concerns and also would, would make the residents who listen to this radio station very, very much worried. Hence, the, the reason why many of them thronged the premises of the radio station to demand answers while they await management of the popular radio station to also come out uh, with a statement uh, to also defend themselves or to respond to what is out there and I'm watching Adam. Grateful for the updates. We're still live on Joy News. That's when we return. There's business. show premiering January 2024 called The One Tough Question. Now ask yourself, what question are you willing to answer to win some money? What game are you willing to play to win some money? Tune in to find out. I promise you've never seen anything like this. You'll be laughing, you'll be crying in some parts, you'll be guessing, and then you'll be like, I could have answered this question. Now my name is Lydia Forsen. It is The One Tough Question. into a new era of news consumption with myjoyonline.com your go-to destination for cutting-edge journalism giving you the most credible stories from business to politics and from sports to entertainment myjoyonline.com introduces an upgraded news website meticulously designed to empower you with an enriched browsing experience like never before experience the future of news browsing with myjoyonline.com Ahenini now want our children to use the internet to learn. No we nina be farmers, doctors, lawyers, fishers, traders in a market kahum. 
friends and loved ones without any interruptions. Oh, yes, ow. A stable service, netuma send the mobile money na come our parents of ye. JT Trot Room, Opedosha Chelsea vs Man City game without missing a moment. Eywa mana, ono ze nengwa jido bo receive mobile money payment efi ni customers ho. Ompe bilay so. Eboze, love talks in kotein opo. Obotuma kasa till he sleeps on the phone. Eyimunyina is made possible because of the red, white and grey telecommunication towers are owo hen community simunti. Dam telecommunication towers are safe or to the benefit of Obiara our community nimo. We are here de yebobwa. In case of any emergency Biara and now you see a theft going on for the Ghana Police Service on 191 and now 1855-0209-22220 in 0242-435629 and 30 for assistance. So welcome the telecommunication towers into the approved locations in your neighborhoods so that you can keep connecting to the people and things you love. Message Ghana Institution of Engineering, and the Radiation Protection Institute, and the YN DOS. Hello, good morning, welcome to the business segment on Journey's Desk with me, Pius Kojobaka. As part of measures to boost tourism within the sub-region, Kenyan ambassador to Ghana, Eliphaz Bryan, is calling on member countries to expand investments within the sector. Mr. Bryan said African countries must diversify their economies to rake in more revenue domestically. He spoke to Joy Business at an event organized by the Kenya Tourism Board to expand its market to West Africa. Yeah, it's targeting to raise tourist arrivals from West Africa by pitching for business and leisure travel that's a key interest to the region. The Kenya Tourism Board says that the West African market is integral in the strategy to diversify tourist source markets and broaden the country's destination portfolio. Ambassador Eliphaz Barini says it is key for more countries to collaborate. That uh, tourism plays a very, very, very critical role in our economic development. It makes a huge contribution in our own economy is the second highest uh, GD, um, in GDP and also foreign exchange earner. And therefore, uh, we have a lot of people that are reaching out, traveling and spending money. So we need to find ways to attract more people to come. And the only way to do that, first of all, is begin to diversify our products. Second, in my mind, is we need to improve on the product that we have. Thirdly, it is the customer experience, so that uh, when we are providing this service, it is up to global standards. There are no African standards, there are no other standards, standards are standards. And all of us need to embrace that uh, in order to, kick to, to create that experience, we have to up our game, improve on our skills, so that when a visitor uh, comes, a tourist visit, there is value for money. The roadshows to West Africa come as KTB intensifies marketing efforts across the continent, which is emerging as an important source market for Kenya's tourism.
The school farm competition will help schools feed their students without having to rely solely on the government. That's according to Executive Director of Cosmos Innovation Center, Benjamin Jankesi. Speaking at a memorandum of understanding with Blue Skies Foundation, he indicated that a competition which seeks to build interests of young people in agriculture, among other things, hopes to make schools self-land in feeding themselves. Blue Farm Competition, which was initiated by Blue Skies Foundation, is an agricultural school challenge project that aims to increase the desire of young people in both junior and senior high schools through learning experiences by providing the schools with inputs like seed and basic farm tools to cultivate their own crops on designated school farms. It is also aimed at encouraging students to consider agriculture as an income-generating venture in their life journey whilst improving Ghana's food security. A memorandum of understanding was signed to transition the governance and management from Blue Skies Foundation to Cosmos Innovation Center. Benjamin John Kessie is Executive Director of KIC. Contributing to feeding themselves is what, we, is what we're, uh, maybe within the first couple of years we're going to aim at. But what we have been inspired lately by other programs being run elsewhere is that to the extent that some of the um, schools can leverage on that to pay within the school, uh, school farm context, 